Almighty and everlasting God, King of kings and Lord of lords, we want to bless your name for another opportunity to have our meeting today. We thank you, Lord, for how far you have helped us. And as we get into the conclusive end of our study on the book of Haggai, I pray, Lord, that you are going to help us to receive every single thing that we need to receive and that your name be glorified. As we continue now, Father, please continue with us and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Let's look at Haggai chapter 2, verse 23. Haggai chapter 2, verse 23. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, says the Lord, and will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, says the Lord of hosts. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. We have seen that God's statement to Zerubbabel from verse 21 to 22 was prophetic and did not occur in Zerubbabel's lifetime. Thus, we noted that God's statement was mostly indirect reference that is speaking to Zerubbabel, but speaking to someone else. In other words, it was a prophecy that was meant for someone else, but it was spoken to Zerubbabel. However, a little yet insignificant portion referred directly to Zerubbabel. We can therefore conclude that God's statement to Zerubbabel was of double reference, that is directly to Zerubbabel and indirectly at someone else at a future time, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. God said to Zerubbabel, as we look at verse 23, in that day, that is, when the shakings and the events spoken about in verses 21 and 22 take place, God will make Zerubbabel his signet ring because he, that is God, had chosen him, Zerubbabel. Here, we see God speaking to and about Zerubbabel and Christ, the ultimate person of the prophecy, using the prophetic symbolism of a signet ring. So today we want to talk about the prophetic symbolism of the signet ring. The prophetic symbolism of the signet ring. The symbol of a signet ring, as with prophetic symbolisms, is another way in which God communicates his thoughts, mind, and will to man. God would use symbols to express some things to us. We find this especially in parables. We find them in symbolism, especially in the prophetic books and so on and so forth. In John chapter 15 from verse 1, the Lord Jesus Christ used such a symbolism when he spoke of the father as the husband man of the vineyard, him as the true vine, and the disciples or the Christians as the branches. So using that symbolism, we are able to see the mind of God, the thought of God, and the will of God when we look at John chapter 15, we see that God is the one who does the pruning. We say that Jesus Christ is the vine himself and that we are branches from the vine and that the vine do not produce the fruit. The vine just makes sure that the branches are attached to it. It is the branches that produce the fruit. So as we look at prophetic symbolisms, we begin to get the meaning and understanding of what God is saying to us through such symbolism. So as we come back to the signet ring, the question is, what is the significance of the signet ring. Signet rings, if we look at today's translation, would be like signature rubber stamps that people use to stamp on a document and it is authentic. They are like seals, company seals, that they press on documents and with those seals, we know that the document is authentic. The signet rings in those days bore the logo or ensign or symbol of the one who owned that signet ring. And in some instances, they also bore the name of the person. And so when that person put the signet ring on potty or clay, once you saw that seal, you knew that this signature belonged to 
such and such person. It was really something that belonged to the royal class or the very wealthy people who needed to have documents authenticated. Signet rings were used to therefore sign documents and approve actions of the owner of the signet ring. They were therefore used to authenticate the authority or the veracity of a document, the authority or veracity of a command that had been issued like a king would do. They were also used as a mark of delegated authority upon a person when they are given to that person. For example, in Genesis chapter 41, verse 41 to 44, Pharaoh put his authority on Joseph and removed his signet ring and put it on the fingers of Joseph and therefore transferring his authority onto Joseph and Joseph could operate as though he were Pharaoh in the land of Egypt, having been given the authority. We see the same thing in Esther chapter 3, verse 8 to 12, when the king Ahasuerus gave Haman his ring to use to seal the document in which he proposed and gave instructions for the killing of Jews all over the realm. We find the same thing in Esther chapter 8. After Haman had been killed and Mordecai had now taken the place of Haman, Mordecai was again given the king's signet ring to counter the instruction of Haman because Haman's instruction had been sealed. They couldn't change it. But another instruction was now given with the same seal to counteract that order that Haman had put when he was alive. So signet rings are a mark of delegated authority given to somebody and once that person puts that seal on the document, it is as good as the owner of the seal putting a seal on that document. That is why you don't give your signet ring just to anybody. Signet rings were used to identify who owned that signet ring because you had the end sign of that individual or the signature of that individual engraved on that ring. And so when you found the ring, you would know who owned it. When you found the seal, you know who had sealed that, and you knew whether he had the authority or not. In Genesis chapter 38, verse 12 to 26, we read about Judah, who went to Canaan land and had a wife. He had sons, and then he married a girl called Tamar for his first son. But the first son was wicked, and God killed him. Then the second son, according to their custom, was supposed to marry the girl and raise at least a child for the memory or the lineage of the first son. But the second son did not do that. He wanted to enjoy the sex, but did not want to raise a child for his brother. And so God also killed him. Seeing the death of his first two sons and only one son remaining, Judah was scared. And so Judah told the girl to go back to her father's house and wait until the youngest one was old enough to be married to her. But Judah did not intend that to happen. As time went by, Judah's wife also died. Then one day Judah was going for a sharing, his business transactions, and the girl got wind that he was going there. So the girl removed her widow's robe and put on the robe of a prostitute and sat by the roadside. When Judah saw her, Judah decided that he wanted to have intercourse with this prostitute. And so the girl let him and he had no money. And the girl said, well, why don't you give me Whatever it is you have, your signet ring is with you, your seal is with you, your staff of office is with you, and so on and so forth. And so Judah gave her those things. She took those things and went away. Some months later, it was discovered that the girl was pregnant. And Judah was angry that that girl should be brought out and stoned to death and killed because she had committed adultery. She had done wrong. Then the girl said, before you do that, please, the man who has impregnated me is the owner 
of these things. And then she brought the item of the signet ring, the seal, and the staff. And of course, Judah recognized that those things were his, and he had to rescind, and he was, of course, apologetic that he had done wrong, and the girl was right in taking the action, knowing that he was not willing to let his last son marry her so that the last son also did not die. It was Judah's signet ring, which he had placed in the hands of the prostitute that identified him as the father of the pregnancy. Otherwise, he could have easily denied it. But that signet ring became the identifier of Judah who owned the signet ring that he had left in the hands of a prostitute. Signet rings, as used by God, was a mark of a divine choice or appointment because God said concerning Zerubbabel, and I will make you like a signet ring for I have chosen you. I have appointed you and the signet ring that I have made you to be is the mark of that appointment, is the mark of that choosing, is the mark of that ordination as it were or anointing. A signet ring was something that the owner protected, jealously guarded and did not let it out of his sight or out of his mind. Even when he gave the signet ring to someone else, he was careful about who he gave it to. You just didn't give your signet ring to anybody. You wouldn't give your signet ring to a crook. You wouldn't want somebody to take your signature, your seal, and use all over the place. It was something that was jealously guarded and protected. Now, with this understanding of signet rings generally, let us now apply the signet ring symbolism to Zerubbabel, by extension to Jesus Christ and the church of the living God, which came after the first advent of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we go on, you will understand what I am saying. By naming Zerubbabel his signet ring, God was giving Zerubbabel his guarantee of divine protection when the shakings take place. Likewise, when we look at Christ, he was giving his guarantee of divine protection. But the real issue here is the church. God is saying to the church that we are guaranteed of his protection when the shakings take place. We had previously discussed that these shakings were mentioned even by the Lord Jesus Christ in a prophetic manner in Matthew chapter 24, speaking of the end times and the things that will happen. Now, in Christendom, there are many factions and many arguments about whether Christians will be on the earth at the time of the tribulation or greater tribulation. What God is saying here, regardless of whether we're on the earth at that time or we have been removed at that time, God is saying, during the shaking, you will be protected as a Christian, as a believer who is truly seeking after God, who is truly dedicated to the Lord. So for the church, God is assuring every one of us of his protection during the times of shakings that will take place. There is a shaking taking place now, and you and I can rest assured that God's protection is with us. Secondly, God was saying to Zerubbabel, to Christ and to the church that he will authenticate the authority of the word through us. So the word of God is given backing when we preach it in spirit and in truth, not when we treat it as though it were something to be used for merchandising. The church is the signet ring of God today and we must authenticate the word of God as we preach it and as we leave the word of God. We cannot be acting as though the word of God is to be treated with levity or as though the word of God has no power. We have left the space of the teaching and the preaching of the word to merchandisers, to soothsayers. And they are saying all kinds of things and the power that should be in the word of God is not being seen. 
And so they begin to use esoteric powers. But when the authentic Christian, the authentic signet ring of God begins to speak the word of God, it is authenticated. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 16, I believe it's verse 20, how the Lord Jesus Christ was walking with disciples with signs following the word that they were preaching. So we are, as God's signet rings, the people who authenticate not only the veracity, but also the authority of the word of God. Thirdly, we, the church, Zerubbabel at that time, and the Lord Jesus Christ, are God's delegated authority here on the earth. What God was saying to Zerubbabel is, I chose you, you my signet ring, I give authority to everything that I do, my seal, my stamp is on it. In the same way, when Christ came, Christ was the authority of God on the earth. Likewise, the church is God's authority on the earth. Through the church, God intends to do the work that he wants to do. The church must understand its place in God's overall plan. And that's why God is saying that we are his signet ring through us. He will do what he wants to do on the earth, which is why the Lord Jesus Christ told us that we should pray every day. Your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. It is our responsibility, our privilege to pray the will of God to be established on the earth on a day-to-day basis. Fourthly, we are the identification of God. Through us, God is identified as being our father. Zerubbabel became the identification of God over Judah, the leadership of God over Judah. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, we see the leadership of God over man through the church, we must be able to see the leadership of God over not only the church, but over the world. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, his signet ring, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So the Lord Jesus Christ is the signet ring of God. We also, as we adhere, as we follow Christ, can become and are the signet ring of God. In Romans chapter 8, Verse 29 and verse 30. The Bible says, For whom he, that is God, foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, that the Lord Jesus Christ would be the firstborn among many brothers. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called. Whom he called, this he also justified. And whom he justified, this he also glorified. So the church of the living God is the identification of God. He had predestined us that when we come to Christ, we will be conformed to his image. That he will call us. He will justify us. We will become as though we are without sin. And then he will glorify us, showing that his glory is upon us. So the church as the signet ring is the identification of God. It identifies that these people are a people of God. The Lord Jesus Christ said on the eve of his departure to the disciples, it's the same thing to us. John 13, 34 to 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one for another. The identifier that indeed we are sons of God, that we are indeed children of the living God, is the fact that we love one another. We do not segregate or discriminate amongst ourselves. The body of Christ is one, even if two nations are at war. 
the Christians in those two nations are one. They are not fighting. They are not quarreling. They have no beef against any other person. They are one. That is how God is identified as being in those people. When we love one another, we become the identification mark of God upon us. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, when the Lord Jesus Christ gave the command, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The baptismal formula is the identifier of the believer, the putting of the identification mark of God upon the believer. It says in other form, baptizing them into the name of the Father, into the name of the Son, and into the name of the Holy Spirit. That is dipping them into the identification of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In other words, making the Christian to be one with the Godhead. It is this essence that we find in the identification of the believer as the signet ring of God. Finally, the signet ring as a symbol of Zerubbabel, of Christ, and of the church is a divine choice. It is something that God made as a choice. He decided on picking the people he wanted to pick and said, these people, you are my signet ring. He chose Zerubbabel and said, Zerubbabel, you are my signet ring. He chose the Lord Jesus Christ and said, you are my son. This day have I begotten you. He chose the church and said, you are there to declare my purpose to the whole world. So we were not chosen by accident. We were chosen purposely by God to accomplish a purposeful task. Let me conclude. In Jeremiah chapter 22, reading from verse 24 to 26, God is speaking here to Coniah or Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim. He says, As I live, says the Lord, though Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were the signet on my right hand, yet I will pluck him off, and I will give you into the hand of those who seek your life, and into the hand of those whose face you fear. The hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and the hand of the Chaldeans. So I will cast you out and your mother who bore you into another country where you were not born, and there you shall die. What is God saying here? God was speaking to Kaniah. He said, you are my signet ring on my right hand. With you, I will pull down nations. With you, I chose to build nations. You are my stamp of authority over the nation of Judah. But because of the way you are misbehaving, I am going to remove you and throw you off. I will throw you away into Babylon. And let Babylon do with you as they like. But when we come to Haggai chapter 2 verse 23, he now brings a descendant of Coniah, who is Zerubbabel, and says, you are now my signet ring. I have put you back on my finger. You are now to enjoy my protection, my prosperity. You are now to be a part of me and what it is that I am doing. In the same way, the church, which is the signet ring of God on earth today, must learn this lesson that if it does not behave itself, it will become as Coniah was cast out and thrown to the heathen to do with as they like. We find in many places today, the church becoming a ridicule in the hands of the heathen. And we start wondering, is God not our God? It is because of the misbehavior of the church that we have this kind of thing occurring. It is not supposed to be. And so God is warning us, even by this message to Zerubbabel, that as a signet ring, he can remove us if we do not behave ourselves accordingly as Coniah misbehaved and Coniah was removed. But as Zerubbabel behaved himself aright and was brought back as a signet ring, God can also return us 
if we repent and we behave ourselves. The Bible says that when salt has lost its saltiness, it is good for nothing. It is thrown out onto the street and men will trample upon it. Nobody wants to have it around. The Bible tells us that the eye of the body is the access through which light enters the whole of the body. And if the eye is good, if the eye is single, if the eye is righteous, if the eye is following God, then the eye will receive all the light that it needs to receive into the body. And the whole of the body will have light. But where the eye is bad, where the eye is evil, then light cannot enter into it. All you will have is darkness. If what you call light is darkness, how great is that darkness? Today we find in the world that the church, even though it's present, there's so much darkness. The church is the light of the world. And where that light is shining, darkness cannot overshadow it. Darkness cannot begin to express itself because the light of the world, which is the church, has overpowered it. Unfortunately, we find many instances today where the church is present and there's so much darkness in the place. Why? Because the church is no longer the light that it ought to be. It has now joined in becoming worldly and acting like it is darkness. It is this kind of thing that makes God to throw things away. When God brings judgment upon the church on earth, it is not because he wants to destroy it. It is because he wants to purge and purify. But when he does that over and over again, and the church is not changing, then he can discard it and start afresh again with something new. And we've seen God do it over and over again, and he can still do it. So God is warning us that as a signet ring, we must not become crooked. We must not act according to our will. We must act according to his will. Whatever he seals is what we seal. Whatever he does not seal, we don't seal. We don't say yes when God is saying no. And we don't say no when God is saying yes. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for our discussion today. I pray, Almighty God, that even as we have come to understand the symbolism of the signet ring, and that we, the church of God today, are that signet ring of Almighty God. Father, help us to act within the confines of your counsel, of your mind, of your thought, and of your will. Help us, Almighty and everlasting God, not to be like Coniah, who was discarded because he acted contrary to God. Help us, Almighty and everlasting God, at every point in time to keep you in our view, to keep you in our focus, to the glory of your name. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Until our next meeting, God bless you.